0: Happy 2024, listener. Welcome to the first episode of the year. Did you miss me? I had taken a couple of weeks off to rest and reload my spiritual shotgun. And I'm so glad I did because I'm ready to pull the trigger again. I feel more energized and motivated to give you more of myself through this strange medium called podcasting. In fact, I feel so good, I want to do a few episodes on the concept of rest in the near future. Pray for me about it. In this episode, I conclude my conversation with Justin Ashurst. We talk about his desire to help humans become whole. In case you didn't know, we're all broken. We talk about how this desire led him to transition from ministry to opening a business and how going through his own personal healing was key to being able to help others. Lots of great subjects are scattered throughout our talk, including How fasting is a great heart tenderizer. Also, how you won't really know yourself unless you're involved with community. And also, how Holy Spirit sometimes works like your own personal spiritual GPS. Have I piqued your interest? Good. Let's go. Hey, welcome to Chasing the Kingdom, where our goal is to provide hope and wisdom for spirit-led entrepreneurs. I'm John Balawa, and I believe God wants to use entrepreneurs to make the world better. Romans 8:19 says that the world is decaying and groaning for the revealing of God's sons and daughters. And that means the world needs you. And there are problems that can't be solved until you step into your God-given identity. If you want to stir up those gifts, then you're in the right place. Let's get hyped up for today's show. I, you know, it reminds me of that story where, um, was it Elijah who was, who was hiding and he was depressed and then God, uh, there there was an earthquake and it said God wasn't in the earthquake and then there was like uh, a mighty wind or something and God wasn't in that or, and all these powerful things were happening and it kept saying God was not in it. But then the whisper came and that was, that was God speaking to him. And then once he heard that he approached the opening of the cave to, to, to step towards God and I myself can attest to that. Um, I know a lot of people go, Hey, how does God speak to you? Like I get asked that question a lot, which surprises me. Tell you the truth, because I too was not interested in being a Christian, no. I didn't get saved by someone coming to me going, hey, you want Jesus? In fact, if you did that, I made fun of you. I thought you were crazy. So I had no desire to become a Christian. But when I heard his voice for myself and I found out he was real, that's when I got saved. And so I thought it was really weird when people who were professing to be Christian were telling me they don't hear God. I'm like, why the heck did you join? (laughs) Why did you... Why did you like give up everything if you don't even hear his voice? So to me, it was just like, it's part of being Christian. But like, I got to say the times, the most important times that I've heard God, it was quiet Mm -hmm. and I could have missed him, could have absolutely missed him. And thank God I was quieting in myself enough to where I heard it and I was able to obey. But I know there's been a lot of times that he's tried to speak to me and I didn't, you know? And I think that's part of why, um, you know, the Bible teaches about fasting. Like it's one way to kind of just quiet everything down. You know, it's, fasting isn't just giving up food, guys. Fasting is like, you don't have to cook because you're not eating. So use that time
1: to quiet down and seek him. Yeah, you know, you know, fasting, I think I've heard it taught, it tenderizes our heart to hear God more clearly. And, you know, I had, uh, I'd, I'd fasted before, you know, 20, 2022. Fasting, I kind of had a breakthrough. Before that, I'd fasted and it wasn't really successful, whatever that means. I was just hungry and kind of angry. Yep. But um, in 2022, after hearing some good teaching, I decided just to start fasting regularly, just one meal a week is how it started. And I grew to, you know, one day a week, and then I did some longer fasts. But what was different this time, uh, and this isn't like earth shattering at all. It was when I would skip that meal, I would stop what I was doing instead of eating lunch and I would turn over and I would open the word of God and I would read it and I would pray and I would listen and something changed and fasting became this beautiful experience where intimacy with God was actually being experienced and I was hearing him. And um I just think I think you're right. And you know, talk about a consumeristic society where I don't know if there's anything you can do that is more countercultural yes, than denying your own appetites. The most yeah. primitive and necessary of appetites, except for drinking, is eating food. And there's something in that that's saying, God, I want to connect with you. And you will be surprised, like what happens. And so I actually taught on fasting this fall to the church and we did a 24 hour fast. First time in 13 years of being a church, we did a corporate 24 hour fast. We broke it together on a Sunday and it was great. It was wonderful. And people were excited about it. And I was just like, what in the world? Like, this is awesome. Like how, how is people excited about fasting for 24 hours? And some people were scared. They're like, can I do that? What's going to happen if I don't eat? Am I going to like pass out? Oh, It's gonna be you're gonna die, <laughs> but <laughs> it was a really great experience, yeah. And everyone was like, Wow, we should do that again. So, um, I think you're right, that's one of the the spiritual practices that we can begin to implement. One of my life and beliefs I don't have a lot of life
0: and beliefs, but like it's when I say life and belief, I base a lot of my decisions on these truths that, that what I believe are truths, and one of them is I. I don't believe seeking God will ever be a waste of time, energy, or resource. Anytime. And it can be small, it can be just looking up to God saying, I love you. Any attempt to seek Jesus, Father and Holy Spirit, is always beneficial, however small. I would like to transition because you are in a transition right now, um, where you are kind of shifting from a predominantly ministerial pastoral role to counseling, starting your own business. Mm. I would love to hear about that. The audience would love to hear about that.
1: (laughs) Well, um, again, and this comes out of what I believe the Lord clearly spoke to me because I had the time and space to sit down and really engage and ask hard questions. And so I'm confident God will speak to you if you seek Him, right? That's what He said. Keep on asking, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. I will answer you. So um, yeah, so this again, it's a passion. So people ask like, what's my calling? Right. Of course, we all know generally we're called to make disciples. Jesus will be with us. He has all authority. We know that Great Commission what does that look like for us to make disciples the way God has made us, designed us, and gifted us? So your passions, your skills, and your spiritual gifting. And so um, for me, uh, I uh, came back and uh, you know, I shared with the church, and I began this transition building up this counseling ministry. Now, I actually want it, to—it's a little bit more than just counseling. Um, counseling is a part of what I want to offer. Okay. Um, and, I, and I say that because I'm a licensed— counselor and yeah. Florida. And so I've been trained um, and I found all this stuff useful. And anytime I talk about counseling with Christians or pastors in particular, you got to be real careful when you've got nuance and say, okay, like counseling can mean a lot of things. I believe in a really theologically robust approach to counseling. I think psychology informs us of a lot of things. I think it's helpful, but ultimately it's not enough because we are created by God and for God and psychology doesn't address that. And so I want to really integrate these, even when I'm counseling people. Right. But outside of a counseling context, that could just be discipling or mentoring or life coaching or consulting or doing seminars or whatever that is. And so um, I've created this, it's it's weird to call it a business because I never thought of myself as a, a small business guy, but um, I'm calling it the Becoming Whole Center. And uh, I believe all of us, uh, we've been fractured and broken inside of us. From. Absolutely. sin that's happened to us, how we've responded in sin. And so we all feel this. We probably feel this throughout our day. There's different parts of us that just come out. Like we erupt in anger. Like, well, where did that come from? Right. There's this fracturing that's happened. And, you know, living in a broken world is a good picture. Like we're broken. The world's broken. So we all experience this brokenness. But Jesus came to make us new, a new creation. And I think another word you could use of that is to make us, to, to make us become whole we become whole. In fact, you know, the word used for perfect, like in Matthew 5, 48, I've called you to be perfect. Yeah. Is actually the word in Greek, teleos, which is the word. It's not perfect per se. It's actually something being brought to its intended purpose. Teleos is a a purposeful word. The goal of someone. And so this ties into the calling, uh, because as we begin to mend and become whole, we get a greater sense of who we actually are, who God has made us to be. Right. And so um'm I'm, I'm starting this business this ministry to um, to basically do that yeah. and I have a strong um, desire to care for ministry leaders and pastors in particular because I've been through a lot myself yeah and and God has restored me and uh, he's healed me He's healing me and you know I, I call it the becoming whole center because we're never actually going to reach wholeness in this life. We are all on this journey of becoming whole, becoming healed. And so, I, you know, the Becoming Whole Center exists to, to come alongside people to facilitate healing and wholeness so that they can have a greater kingdom and that's the end goal. And part of the problem, I think with the counseling movement is it's not just about feeling good or healing. We all know God has created us for a purpose. I think that's
0: so important. It is because people aren't seeking counseling to feel good. Mm -hmm. That's the wrong. You you won't be successful because, like, again, this is just my opinion. I um, if that's the goal,
1: that's such a short-sighted goal. (laughs) I would say it's an incomplete goal because we should seek to feel good, right? Jesus says, "I've come to give you life, to give you abundantly." Right, multiple times in John fifteen fourteen to sixteen, it says, "So that your joy may be full." Like, no, we're right in the seeking joy. Right. It's only ever going to be realized in Jesus, and so yes, that's an incomplete goal, but it's a good goal. Right. I don't want to. I should correct myself because yeah. I don't like want
0: the audience to think I, I don't think you should feel good. I think that is the intention of God, but if that is your only goal, mm-hmm. I think you. You'll miss so many important parts of the process that are uncomfortable um and and when you're broken like I am <laughs> um you you have to go through some uncomfortable valleys <laughs> in order to make it to the mountain top, so that's all I was
1: saying that's right and and actually. If that's your only goal, you're actually missing out on so much more. Because there is nothing better for you or more fulfilling than being in the will of God. There just isn't. To feel His affection for you and to be living out what He's created you for is what we're made for. We know ultimately the highest goals are only to worship Him, to see His worth, and to bring others to Him. And so, yes, like we want people to feel good, but there's more. There's so much more. There's so much more. I I think often, even as believers, we look at our relationship with God as, you know, uh, like the wedding day. Yeah. Not a marriage. Yeah, okay. Came to faith, put the ring on, great. Right. That's the beginning of a relationship. Yeah. A marriage that is supposed to grow in intimacy and purpose and fulfillment. And so that, again, like my heart is to help people do that. And counseling is a tool, dealing with the psychological and emotional obstacles we all have and we all have them that's part of the equation but i call it becoming whole because i believe in a holistic approach right so we need to deal with the psychological yes amen we need to deal with the emotional wounds yes amen we need to deal with the physical like do you know like it matters what you eat yeah Nutrition really matters well so you can deal with the physical too well i'm not a whole lot but i want to acknowledge that like i'm yeah, a nutritionish yeah. but so much of our, you know, for my enough own. to where like you, 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 your clients should be aware. Let's talk about like mm-hmm. me eating fast food all the time is not actually going to help my mood. Mm-hmm. We have to believe there's a connection. What we put in our body. Absolutely. It. So let's talk about that. I'm not going to major on that because that's not my specialty. Right. Um, we need to talk about the social, like the relationship. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all wounded in relationships that we're going to experience healing. And finally, we need to deal with the spiritual. Because spirit, The spiritual realm is actually the truest reality and these all are working together. So the enemy knows all this stuff. He knows how to exploit our wounding. He knows how to tempt us to sin. And if we do sin, then he really goes to town and accusing us. Okay, We need the truth, the whole truth to come in and to help mend the parts of us and to bring us back to wholeness. And the closer we get to that, the more joy we feel. The more purpose we feel, the more we step into our calling, the more faith we feel, it all starts to grow. So it's like this positive feedback cycle in the positive sense. Wow. Versus the opposite sense, it's that positive feedback in the negative sense that we experience pain. Instead of going to Jesus, we go to sin, which does help us. It doesn't help us. It, it, we feel good for a minute, but then we feel further shame. Yeah. We feel worse. And so we go back to more sin, which we feel worse for. So we get in this sin and shame cycle. Right. And so, uh, but the opposite is true. If we can begin to, everything we're talking about, Lord, to slow down, do some internal work, hear from the Lord, begin to feel his affection, grow that relationship, heal the wounds. All of a sudden, we're experiencing what we read in the Bible more. Yeah. we read the Bible, you're like, I don't experience that much joy. How can Paul like be rejoicing yet sorrowful? I want, I want that. How do we get there? And it's this process, I think, that we work through. And counseling is a big piece. That's how I've been gifted, trained, uh, that's how I, I think I'm skilled. That's something I'm passionate about. I, mean, I just love sitting with people and, and tell me your story. Let's talk. I talk to other pastors and like, that's my worst nightmare. Like, I, I just want to teach. I want to get up and lead people and cast a vision. I'm like, that sounds exhausting to me. I want to sit with people and let's do some healing work. I mean, that's what brings me life. How does one find their calling? I mean, you know, how having- they...
0: I know you, you said like you, you're, you came to the realization that, you know, you realized that was what you enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So what would you tell your clients? I mean, what, what is the process
1: there? Yeah. Um, okay. A couple of thoughts come to mind. I mean, at one very basic level, it's knowing God and knowing yourself. You can't fully know yourself without knowing God and you can't know God to the fullest extent until you know yourself. So. A lot of that is the work of let's sit down and work through some stuff. And what's going to emerge, as you're talking or from counseling or coaching, I and mean, we all have a story. And so uh, when I when I came to re-realize what my calling was, I I thought, oh, yeah i already knew this. I think at some level we actually already know. I think we despise it because I want to be that kind of pastor. Or I want to lead this kind of church. Or I want to be uh thought well of or i want to be successful yeah and i think i've dealt with those to varying degrees and i didn't even know what that i that i was doing so i think to some level we already have some sense of what our calling is yeah it's what we can, it's what we're passionate about you know uh, psalm 37 4 says like delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart mm-hmm. now i read that as that's our first if we can delight in the lord because he delights in us I will give you the desires of your heart. I think that means, first off, he's going to put in your heart desires that he then intends to fulfill through his sovereign grace. So sometimes he has to sit back and go, what do I care about? What what am I passionate about? What gets me excited? I mean, and that's so different. So many people, some people love working with middle schoolers. I just don't have any category for that for myself. That's not what I'm made to do. Yeah. But some people learned. thank God. Yeah. So, part of it is just paying attention, which requires you to slow down and do some journaling, talk to God. Another part is like, who knows you? You have to be in community with others. You can't really know yourself outside of knowing others. And so, some of that is people will give you feedback. Hey, man, like you're really, you're really good at this, or I think you have a teaching gift. So, over the summer, I was, and I was doing some counseling in a group. And one of the ways God spoke to me was the leader of that group said to be you really good at this because in group counseling, you kind of participate, right? And she said, I just, you just need to know that, like you're a gifting. That same day, someone else in that group, we had a conversation and he said, I you know, I've never seen you as a pastor. I'm sure you're really good at that, but you're really gifted at this counseling thing. I think you're a healer. And so it was just resonating more with me. Oh yeah. I think that's who I am. And I think part of what gets in the way is our own pride. And what I I mean is like, true humility is not like, you know, thinking poorly of yourself. Yeah, True humility is knowing who you are and having the courage to step into that and knowing who God is. right. It actually takes a lot more humility to say, I think I'm like good and gifted at this, not in a prideful way, but in a way I think this is how God's designed me. It actually takes courage to step into that and risk being wrong. And so, um, so part of it then, you know, is you have to know God, you have to know yourself, you pay attention to your story, pay attention to your passions, you know, other people, they know you. At the end of the day, you've just got to start doing stuff. You know, we can't just sit back and expect God to just enlighten us. He might do that, but more often it's, it's by, I'm going to go and do this. So I joined the military at a high school. Didn't take me long to realize I don't want to do this. I don't really like this lifestyle.
0: You know, um, one time in prayer, God told me that Holy Spirit is like a GPS. <laughs> yeah. um, and He was telling me, He was showing me, like, if you stay where you're at, John, um, you'll know where you are. <laughs> but if you start moving, I'll show you where to go, you know? And He was just basically telling me, John, I want you to put action to your faith. Like, I want you to be involved in this process. I don't, I don't want you waiting for me to like drop something in your lap. I want you to step out and I will show you where to go. Just kind of like a GPS. If you sit in the parking lot, the GPS isn't going to say, you know, like go, like go over there. You know, it, it, once you start moving, it will start showing like, okay, go this way a mile, take a right. And then it will give you step by step. And so, um that was like very life changing for me uh, in my relationship with god because it got me to to start moving um i was thinking as you were speaking because in one of our personal conversations you were telling me that you took a sabbatical
1: yeah.
0: um you know i had a time in my life where god told me to stop working and i remember being depressed because like i felt like i was doing nothing um And I actually almost felt like God abandoned me. (laughs) And then he was telling me not to get any new business or anything like that, but to take some time off. Um, But a good friend, uh, one of my very good friends, Pastor Roger Kelly, who's been on four of my episodes here in Chasing the Kingdom, he pulled me aside and he said, John, you know, savor this time. This is going to be a very important time for you because He says, the reason why a lot of people don't step into their calling and succeed is because they don't do what you're about to do, which is to stop everything and find out what you really want, like deep dive. And that sabbatical, I guess you would call it for for me, ended up being six months. I stopped working for six months. If you told me to like, thank God didn't tell me, hey, Uh, don't work for six months. (laughs) I don't know what I would have done, you know, but it ended up being six months. And I got to say, it was one of the most important times in my life. Um, I got to know myself so much better. Um, Some stuff I didn't like, a lot of stuff I didn't like, Uh, but it was stuff I needed to know. Um, And also what I want, you know, Um, you know, What's important to me? How about you? Like how was important for that sabbatical
1: for you? And is it part of the process? It was extremely important for me. And um and again, like we were talking earlier about the busyness of you know the American church and even the culture. And you know, as hard as I tried not to be in that, I was still in that. (laughs) And so, you know, I thought I was going on sabbatical to yes rest, to recover, get some healing from some of the difficult experiences. But I thought also I was going to come back with a plan and I had some stirrings about what we wanted to do and how we wanted to shift the way we do ministry. And I thought I was going to get that, you know, golden plan from the Lord and come back and lead the church in this direction. And, um, and as I sat back and reflected in that time and got to know myself again and to, and to hear from God and to hear from others. All of a sudden, that just got the the volume turned down. And he turned the volume up on, you know, what I shared about my my gifting. And um, so I don't know if I hadn't taken that time, if I would have stepped into what I'm pursuing now. And, you know, I still love the church. I'm still a a pastor at this church, and we're going to see what God does. But, you know, one of the things that became clear to me was I could do a lot of good things when I'm not doing the one thing that God has created me to do and God is so patient like he's not usually he's not just gonna you know show up you know, as he did to Paul and knock us off for a horse and say no you're gonna go do this um I find it hey and he, when we look back we actually see he's been trying to tell us this for a while um in my case I had to be broken again and in March of, of last year I reached a, a wall mm. And I had to step out for a few weeks just to catch my breath. And that's when it became so clear that I already knew this, but I needed a longer break to process some of these things. Yeah. And so some of us, we're not gonna do it until we absolutely have to, because we have nothing left. And that's what I experienced. But that was God's mercy. he actually had more for me, he had a different plan for what he wanted me to step into. And it was painful. it almost always seems like there's pain in and stepping into these things. And so, yeah, it was absolutely necessary for me. And God, and I thought what I'd heard about sabbaticals is, and it was painful,
0: right? Go cool down. You know, um, Daniel prayed a prayer. Paraphrase it here, but um, he he told God, he goes, God, I thought you abandoned me. Mm-hmm. Now I see that you were there all along. I think part of this process is that we feel abandoned.
1: Yeah, I and I. I was very confused in the first part of this year. And I'm talking to my pastors, pastor friends that I've been running with, you know, outside of our church. And, you know, some that would say, I think this is just like a dark night of the soul. And it's like, maybe, but I was so confused about what God was doing. I didn't understand it. And um, now looking back, yeah, I see his hand gently, as painful as it was, it was so gentle. He was with you every step of the way. It was, and, and part of what I needed to do to be able to feel that and see that again was take that time to slow down and process and remove some of these obstacles. And all of a sudden, and and honestly, since that, since the end of that sabbatical, I have felt closer to God and I've heard God more clearly than I ever have in my life. And I've heard the kindness of the father's words to me more than I ever have. And I know they're not for me because I wouldn't say those kind things to myself. And the enemy certainly wouldn't say those kind of things to me. So it's, it's been really um, powerful. I, I do want to comment on, you know, this idea of when I not just wait around for God, we need to step out and, and trust God's going to meet us along the way. Yeah. And that's been my experience. Even now I'm stepping out. I don't have this all figured out. Right. God is providing step by step. And that's what I consistently hear in my prayer time is I have this covered. Just wait on me. I will provide in my timing and in my way and. And more and more, I'm just like, okay, like I find comfort in that. But you know, the story of, you know, we just heard of Abraham, God calls him. Abraham says, where are we going? And God says, well, I'll tell you when we get there. Or later on, when he meets Moses on the burning bush, there's this fascinating dialogue and Moses is like, I want to do it. I'm not a good leader. I'm not a good speaker. And God's like, well, I'm going to provide, I'm going to provide, I'm going to provide. And finally he says, I just don't want to do it. And God says, but I am the Lord. And one of the things that Moses says is, well, how am I going to know that this is you, how do I know that, that this is, you're going to be with me? Or how do I know this is going to be successful or it's going to work? And you know what God says to him? He says, you'll know when you're right back here on this very mountain with all the Israelites worshiping me. In other words, you're going to know when you get there. I never caught that. I'm going to be with you the whole way. Was that at the burning bush? thing? That was, Yeah, yeah. I think it's where that is, Exodus 3. That's amazing. It's fascinating. I was just thinking, like, as you
0: were talking, how many of us would even stop to look at the burning bush. Like how many times has God tried to get our attention with something that was out of the ordinary, but we're so busy that we're like, I can't stop right now. Like Moses actually had to get off the beaten path. Like he was on his way somewhere, saw the burning bush, but he still had to stop
1: and say, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. Then that's always stuck with me. And Moses did some crazy things, he went to the most powerful man in the world and said, release these, you know, millions of people or God's going to do something. You think he was wondering, I hope God shows up with this plague or whenever he's going to do, you know what I mean? Talk about risk. I know, but by faith, you know, and that's why Moses, I mean, his faith grew and grew and grew and, you know, towards, towards the end says, Moses was the most, you know, the humblest man to walk the face of the earth at that point. And so, but I think that's a picture for us. Like we want God to tell us how this is going to look each step of the way, especially here in America. Here's our strategy. Here's how we're going to get there. We're going to do it. Great. You know, bless that. I don't think wrong. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think it's how God operates. Right. He says, "Here's we're going to go this way. I'm calling you to this. And I'm going to be with you each step of the way. And you'll know when we get there. And we just don't like that. Yeah. But there's something sweet. It's that journeying with God. It's back to that relationship with God. He's going to do stuff along the way. But until we take that step and walk with Him, walk with the Spirit, you know, talk with the Spirit, we're not going to nibble. And so there is a certain amount of risk that we have to take. Not reckless, not foolish. You know, through time of prayer and the Word and silence, like we don't just want to just, I I think I'm going to move to, you know, some foreign country because I think that's what God's calling me to do. Well, hold on a second. Like, let's, let's put some parameters around that. You know, let's spend some time in prayer with community, with others, with God. Does this seem like what the Lord's doing? So where is your
0: counseling business now? Like,
1: Yeah. Like physically? Like, I
0: know you're seeing clients now. Yes. Like where, what's the next step for you?
1: So um, I am in conversation with a number of different organizations, mm-hmm. really to form partnerships and say, hey, I would, you know, come on with, with what you guys are doing. And, you know, do you have people that, I need to be seen or, or interested in doing, you know, coming to see me. Yeah. For counseling, coaching, whatever you want to call it. Great. Let's, let's form that partnership. So there's a couple of organizations um, that I'm, I am like officially partnering with. I've got my name and info on various different things. Um, so right now I have everything in place. Okay. And I'm just ready to receive from Gavin. So the website, you know, the becoming whole um, I got my Google business profile done earlier this week. Um, I have a office where I would do counseling, um, you know, doing this podcast. You have to talk about it a little bit. That's great. Who knows who will hear that right. and say, hey, that sounds interesting to me. Um, so I feel like I've done all the logistics, you know, all the LLC, all the stuff, you know, raising scholarship funds, all that stuff is, is happening. And I'm just in a place like, okay, God, like, and I feel like last week or the week before that, I was talking to God and I said to him, okay, Lord, I will... See, I will care for whoever you bring to me, and just this week, I had a conversation with a with a, a pastor of a church in another part of the country that they're going through some difficult things right now, yeah, and got connected through a mutual friend, and I just got to sit with them for an hour and and just care for heaven and he said yeah, I may have some other leaders that would just they need some distance from all this need someone not directly related to this um can I you know connect them with you right and so I don't know if anything will come of that, but I'm just waiting to care for whoever the Lord wants to bring. But my passion is help. Ultimately, my passion is helping people you know, heal and become whole and find their place right. in the body of Christ, the place in the world, the calling, however really you want to say that. Because you know, some people will say, God doesn't have a specific calling for us. We have this general calling to make disciples and God doesn't really necessarily care what that looks like. I don't. I I tend to find that God is big enough, and He's uniquely wired each of us, and He has this fantastic plan um, that we can find. And I think it's part of the reason that we love adventures, we love stories, we love movies where there's drama and 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 God comes through and there's redemption because that's how we're meant to live, right? And we need to risk sometimes to have this adventure to see God that's going to show up. Well, this. The the scripture specifically says that our
0: steps are ordered. Yeah. You know, so I believe there are steps we're supposed to take. Yeah. The Bible's true. If that's true, then there are actual steps that are reserved for us. You know, we just need to step into them. I, I think that's a great idea. You going to organizations, even some churches, because, um, but I think, you should focus on certain problems. This is just me, like, being a friend. Mm-hmm. I, um, I think there will be opportunities there. Because, like, if you go into these organizations, like, saying, I'm a counselor. They know lots of counselor, counselors. But if you go in specifically, you know, maybe to a church that is so busy, they don't have anything to help. Say, I'm here to help sons and daughters find their calling. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and maybe even make it more niche than that. Yeah. like once you start learning you know from your clients what is the specific need
1: um and they'll go yeah I know someone who needs that you know yeah and I think to, to what we we're just talking about even as I'm starting this it's being refined and it's becoming more clear yes and part of that will be determined by what the lord brings to me and so I'm going to get more and more clarity, as you said, that niche, that, that, that like, here, here's the one thing I really specialize. In. You should probably start a podcast. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't teach people. I actually do have, I created just a, uh, it's not really a podcast, but, you know, the Becoming a Whole Center came from the Becoming Whole Sermon Series that I preached back in 2020, which was really about biblical transformation. And I was using my counseling background and training. And and the word of God and looking at how do these two work together. Yeah. and so when I came back, from, from sabbatical and praying. Okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? This began to formulate this idea of becoming whole. that Biblical transformation is really who I am, what I care about. Right. And so, um, so, so that's why it's why it's called that. And so, part of what I want to do is make that available. Behind, what is this all about? So you know, on the website, there's this resources and you know all the teaching videos are there because we did it during COVID. Which means we did it like professional in the studio, because that's what we were doing in 2020. We were all digital. So it's actually pretty high quality, which is, you know, God's sovereignty. But I also um, just threw all those 12 teachings on a podcast that's just called uh, The Becoming Whole Sessions. And it's basically these 12 teachings that lay the foundation for really who I am and what I'm doing and what I believe. Right. But I have thought about it, maybe at some point when I have. I think it is such an inexpensive
0: way to market Yeah, and your whole podcast could talk about, cause here's the thing. People don't even understand what being whole means. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not part of the reason they're in their problem is they're not aware enough to what they're actually suffering from or what's causing it. And if you have a show that talks about these things and teaches people to be aware, of what they're going through. And then at the end of every podcast, if you need help with this, this is what I help with. Contact me. You know, um, I just think it's such an inexpensive and effective way to market a business. Yeah. Well, maybe you can uh, help coach me. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. But I just want to thank you so much for coming on my little podcast over here. Um, it really has been such a blessing. I saw you before I even spoke to you. I was like, who's that guy? He's walking around speaking. <laughs> you're on your phone and then you're like speaking. And, uh, and I just noticed you walking around and finally um, we both just started talking to each other. I think it was Nate who kind of connected us, but um, I'm glad. I'm glad we got to know each other and I'm glad
1: that we're now friends. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you and um, I've listened to, to some of the podcast. I really enjoyed it. Me too. Love the conversations. Me too. I don't really know what, where it's going to go or what's going to happen, but it's been, um, it's been great talking to you, man.
0: Hey, I hope you liked the show. If you got something from it and want to bless me back, leave a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and also subscribe to my channel. If you want to connect with me on social media, my Instagram is at kingdom.moves. I pray that God gives you hope and that you step into everything he's got planned for you. Peace.